Hey agency owners, it's time for a new episode of the Agency Blueprint, the number one podcast for agency owners looking to discover strategies for scaling an agency to seven figures and beyond, while reducing stress and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, international bestselling author, agency scale partner, and founder of Creative Agency Success. Before we get started today, I'd like to send you a copy of our brand new book, The Practical Agency, written specifically to help creative agency owners go beyond the creative side and build systems to simplify and quickly scale their agency to $100,000 a month. Go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash practical agency to claim your free copy. And now for the show. Hey everyone, we have Ben with us today. He's an agency owner and a new member of the Agency Blueprint Mastermind program. In this episode, we're going to be going through a live consulting session with him and with all of you today. He has two questions that he's looking to solve in his agency, and we are going to carve out a pathway forward for him uh, live today in the session. Thanks so much for joining us today, Ben. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Robert. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Just to start us off, would you mind sharing a little bit about your agency, what you do, and, and who you help, and just a little bit of context, how long you've been in business? Yeah, so we are a full-service digital agency, and we are specifically niching down and helping SaaS companies um, with their branding, their strategy, building rock-solid websites for them, and then helping them to drive revenue on the back end, given different strategies to grow their business. So we've been in business for a little over a year and a half now, and this is my third company, and honestly, the most fun company that I've had so far. So I'm loving it, and uh, it's been a, it's been a great time being part of the mastermind. Awesome. It's definitely a great industry to be in and being able to help uh, business owners be able to grow their businesses for me and, and also for you on the uh, marketing and, and growth end. Start us off on the first question that you have that you're looking to solve today. Yeah, absolutely. So to give a little bit of context, I started this company doing outsourced sales and quickly realized that that is not the direction I want to take this. And so a lot of a lot of my focus was selling for other companies. And now I'm finally looking inwards and really um, revamping of how do I pitch what we do, who do we work with, and really selling for my company. So one of the main things is packaging and pricing. Since I haven't, we haven't dove too deep into that yet and we're you know really getting after the sales side of things, we'd love to dive into some of our packaging and pricing. When it comes to our services, what is it exactly? I know we have a list of things, but like, how do you take that and then actually talk about it in the proper ways? And then really driving it from the benefits end of, hey, this is why we do X, and here's the results that you're going to get with Y. And so that, that would be the main initial question that I would love to dive into. So would love to have a little bit more of a contextual question or to that. So if you wouldn't mind walking us through sort of where you've been in that process so far and what you've been thinking about, where that like primary block is that you're having in that so that we can help directly solve that exact issue that you're facing. Yeah, so I think a big piece of it right now, so we have the Rev Builder and the Rev Optimizer, which are kind of our two main packages. The Rev Builder is more so geared around strategy, building assets that's going to help to build revenue inside a company. And so maybe that's refining their branding, refining their websites, building a list for them, lead gen, lead magnets, things like that. And so that's kind of where we're at with that. And then we kind of pick and choose based on where is the client at currently. And then our second package is the Rev Optimizer, and that's really looking for conversion improvements, email marketing, direct response, content creation, things like that that's going to drive revenue. So as far as, you know, the specifics of that, we don't have where it's just here's a one package and, you know, it's for everyone, which typically a lot of businesses, they're in different stages. So that's one struggle that I'm working at right now is figuring out, okay, with this business, is there a way that we can kind of package this up? 
or here's the intro package, or depending on the phase of where they're at with their business, we can kind of then plug in and use those different tactics, whether it is the SEO or content creation, things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. So to give you a little bit of insight into how I see the packaging process, there's, there's two essential methods that you can look at it. One is here's package ABC and this is your options. You can pick one of those mm -hmm. or there's the one that's slightly more where you can make slight refinements. You have essentially a list of services that you offer and that every proposal that you send out has, I'm going to create package A, B, A, B, and C bespoke for that client mm -hmm. and having those like sort of think about it in like you have templatized little pieces that you actually add into every one of those packages mm -hmm. and that you build out custom pricing. My preference is to have it be more on the prepackaged, here's what you get so that it's easier, mm -hmm. it's more scalable, more simplified. You can get proposals out faster. You can talk about it easier. Mm -hmm. That's my preferred method. But it sounds like right now where you currently are is more on the ladder of like, here's the library of services that we offer and creating a slightly more bespoke type package directly for the client. Correct. Yes. And so... Is there a question for you in that you want to know how to get to the former or is that how do you actually work within the existing process that you currently have? So I would say getting to the former. Yeah, because it'd be much easier, I feel like. So that way everything isn't so custom from client to client is, hey, here's our process. Yep. Here's why it works and really driving that home because ultimately we're trying to get to hey, in 90 days or less, we're going to 3x your revenue wherever you are and ultimately without paid ads. So that'd be looking at direct response, taking a look at their email list, things like that, because I feel like taking all my businesses have all been bootstrapped versus funded. And so kind of taking that bootstrap mindset of, hey, let's figure out, let's prove the product. Let's figure out a right process for that company and drive business based on that, then use that funding money that they do have available to then triple and, and you know quadruple or however much we want to grow it. But that's kind of like the mindset behind the packaging and what we're looking to dive in and figure out how we can best help. So based on what you've said so far, I would think that the methodology best to go about it is kind of in two stages because you're talking about typically speaking, and you can either add or remove this particular page for the proposal. <laughs> but the first stage of the relationship is the rebrand is building out assets is building out the website, here's sort of the base package of what's needed more on like a project oriented type engagement, right? <laughs> so I would have that be hey, here's the things that we actually need to do with every brand or every new SaaS company that we work with. And you're referring to it as the rev builder, right? Rev builder, correct. Yep. So what I would do is look at exactly what it is that you're typically doing with each client, what it is that's in your core offering that you excel at very well, and what it is that they really need to allow for them to have the foundational elements that they need for you to get to the rev optimizer, which is more the lead gen and scalability and demand gen component of what it is that you do. Mm -hmm. And then the package component, the ABC model that we've talked, we've spoken about before, that you build that out with the three packages. So you have mm. two separate phases to the way that you're actually selling. The first is here's the project oriented piece. And then here's the actual packages that we actually list out mm -hmm. and thinking about it in sort of, you know, the silver, gold, platinum type situation where you're having higher levels of engagement that could be more frequent meetings, could be more services. So, but here's like the, the way that I like to think about it is how quickly do they want to move? Mm -hmm. If they're wanting to make traction, but not as quickly, 
that's the 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 silver package the gold package is they're wanting to actually increase the amount of momentum that they're gaining <laughs> and then the platinum package is like true scale where you're really actively involved and to further that sort of analogy if think about it, it's a the back seat passenger seat or driver seat of their demand gen or lead gen i like that yeah do you would you mind expanding into because i love the higher level but then having packages a b and c within that kind of how do you gauge what level obviously you mentioned engagement okay the higher price tag is going to be a lot more involved where you know we're pretty much ingrained in their business essentially or an extension of their marketing team if they already have one would you mind expanding a little bit further into like how to properly structure those absolutely i mean i can hypothesize about it right with you until mm -hmm. we have like a full list of exactly what it is that you're wanting to offer mm -hmm. that's going to directly um guide that particular piece but mm -hmm. what i would say and just from what i know of you right now is let's say that package a is going to be more continual web optimization conversion optimization lead magnet and like funnel management right that's the mm -hmm. first stage the second is actually starting to drive traffic to their site and to those funnels and to those pages so that's seo that's social media that's networking, affiliate marketing, how whatever it is that you're doing since you're mm -hmm. saying you're not doing it with ads. And then the final package is going to be about more the integration between marketing maybe in sales. Since you have that big sales background is mm -hmm. how do you actually allow for the leads that are coming in to actually convert them into sales and how to manage those qualifications, how to actually communicate with them to nurture them from the point that they've booked calls or scheduled a demo or actually reached out and raised their hand to your client, mm -hmm. how do they actually engage with them to actually maximize conversion into a paying client for your client? Yeah, I like that. And I think one area that we do struggle at is we're already doing that, especially with my sales background, is I'm naturally looking at, hey, how are leads converting? How are your, how's your sales team closing? Things like that, but we're just not getting paid for it yet. And so to be able to incorporate that and actually get paid for doing the consulting work that we do, an advisory role kind of, because that's, I guess you would almost frame it as that, or, hey, we're going to optimize your conversions on the bottom of your funnel, aka with your sales team, and we'll advise on best practices and things like that. It can be, I don't know, I found it tough to kind of conceptualize, or at least when I've been in the pitch and talking with the clients, it's been, we haven't charged for it yet, I guess. It's kind of just part of our, you know, package, essentially. I mean, the way that I like to think about the, so you're, you're talking about when it comes to consulting, you know, and advising, there's a lot of it that is a lot in a lot of instances rather conceptual, but, and I know that you've gone through my sales process, obviously being that you're a current member of the program, but so the way that we go about it is actually going through a model, like here's the sort of key metrics that we actually are looking at, or here's the key sort of pillars mm -hmm. by which we actually manage the process and help and walk the client through, here's the issues that you're currently facing and have them provide you feedback. So they have a little bit more of insight into where it is exactly that they're looking to need refinement and the, the frequency by which you're actually gonna be meeting with them and how exactly it is that your consulting works on an ongoing engagement, whether that be a meeting once a week, a meeting every two weeks, whether it be via email or you're reviewing things, providing them reporting, however that consulting engagement <laughs> works out. But here are like the, three, six, nine, 12, however many pillars of what it is that we're focusing on. Here's all the things that you need to accomplish. Which items are you struggling with most? And here's what we're going to start with first. Mm -hmm. And so they have an idea of like what that first 90 days or what that first six months is going to look like as you work together. So they can actually picture what it's going to be to actually work with you. Yeah. And really painting the picture of here's, here's our process. Here's what it looks like. Here's the touch points. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's definitely an area that we can implement right away.
So you also asked about pricing when it came to packaging as well. So mm -hmm. if you want to give me a little bit of context around what it was around pricing that you're wondering about and questioning. Yeah. So ultimately, we're moving to the value-based retainer models where here's what we're going to do. Here's why it's important. And then here's the results that we're shooting to get to. And so right now for the Rev Builder, it's usually about a three-month engagement. However, I'd love to have it where it's a six to 12 month. And then we're doing a phase one. And then we go into phase two, that type of thing. And so for the Rev Builder, it's ranging from three to 5K. We'd love to be potentially at seven to 10K per month. And so that's looking at, you know, it's 15 to 30,000 to build the website, do the branding, that type of stuff as the phase one. And then the phase two is usually around two to 7K per month for the optimizer, depending on what level of engagement we're at. And so to better define of, you know, how what are those pricing levels? And obviously the level of engagement, if we're doing a full website that's 20 pages, it's going to be way more involved <clears throat> versus a simple five-page website. And so pretty much structuring the packages to have the ability to kind of pick and choose is what we're looking for. But then how does that <clears throat> on the back end affect the pricing and how do we best gauge that? So I think that you need to have a set package, right, for that initial thing, that it doesn't yeah. have that wide variety of different potential offerings. Mm -hmm. To answer the pricing question, right, there's one, there's a training in the program about exactly how to price and how to financially pencil that piece out and make sure that it's profitable to you. Mm -hmm. But I know that you are operating relatively and actually pretty substantially profitable on the projects that you're running from mm -hmm. the cost that it takes you to execute. From a pricing perspective, there's a couple pieces and components that actually go into it. And ultimately, I'm not going to give you, hey, here's the price, which and there's like the sort of the question that you're asking, I can't give that to you yep. because yep. ultimately I'm not your ideal client. So I can't answer that question for you. But mm -hmm. ultimately it's going to be based on what is the actual value that you're getting? So what types of results are your existing or prior clients having achieved and working with you in that type of engagement? Mm -hmm. It's going to be the size of the SaaS company that you're working with. And realistically speaking, what are they, what can they afford? But ultimately, I'm going to ask you a question that I think is going to maybe think of, have you think about it a little bit differently is what is the reason why you believe right now that the 3K is the price point that you need to be at versus the 7K? The vast majority of time, I believe pricing to be more of your own mental block than it is about the perspectives block. Mm. And the reason why I say that is that in the sales conversation, if you feel nervous about the price that you're about to show them, then they are going to recognize that and then they're going to question it. But if you present yep. it in this, the price, and it's no big deal because here's what you're going to get out of it, then they're more inclined to actually say yes and not actually feel that. Mm -hmm. I believe the price point should be at this point where it's like a gulp or like think about it like a piece of ice that you just swallowed. It's like, oh, I felt that go down, but it like actually went down my throat. It was a slightly uncomfortable, but not so uncomfortable that it didn't go down. Yeah. So would love to hear your response on sort of your mindset on the price point. Yeah, right now, the mindset on the price point is really how in depth are we going with the project? Is it just a branding touch up? Are we doing a full on from the ground up? We're rebranding. And so that's kind of the level. And obviously, there's hours and, you know, going to the Excel sheet, looking at what are our actual costs and things like that that play into the pricing. However, given the size of the project, I think that's really the main point. I would love to have it be like a standard package, though, that we can just, you know, it's 5k and it's 5k a month for six months. And that's, you know, that's what it is. So right now it's essentially building it out based on how in depth are we going with the project is, is kind of how I've structured it. 
So there's two ways that I see for you that you can look at pricing, at least for the initial piece, the, mm-hmm. the rev builder, the branding and website initial asset creation component. Mm-hmm. The first is you have either the full branding project or the rebrand project, right? Mm-hmm. You have a set price for those two different packages, depending on what they need. If it's going to be in a rebrand or it's going to be a full brand build out, that you have that page that you either remove from that proposal or you leave in and then you actually go into the presentation. The other way that you can go about it and it works quite well, but it it would be more in a sort of sprint model. So you have, Mm. here's how many sprints it's going to take for the initial strategy phase. And then this is how many many sprints it's going to take in the design phase. Mm -hmm. And this is how many sprints it's going to take in the development phase of the website. So you have a cost for each phase, the strategy cost, the design cost and the uh, development cost. And then you build out, hey, this is how many weeks it's actually going to take for each, but you have a cost per sprint, be it a two-week sprint, a one-week sprint, or a four-week sprint. Mm -hmm. However long that actually is, you have a price per sprint, and then that gives you, here's your price. Yeah, I like that. And would you usually say, to like client-facing, for example, would you have it be, here's the cost per individual sprint, or more so, here's the total cost, here's what the timeline or sprints look like within that? Less is more. The more information you give, the more questions you're going to ask. Yep. So, and if they ask, perhaps you can actually give them the information, but I would, I would just give them the project cost mm-hmm. or the monthly cost, the, the overall monthly cost it's going to take. So if it's going to be, you know, let's call it eight, eight sprints, right. That are two weeks long. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a total of four, four months. So here's the cost for every month for that four month period of time. Mm-hmm. And then the overall project cost. I like that. Yeah. And I I have found that when you show them individual pricing, they want a nickel and dime or, hey, can we just take this one piece out? And that just doesn't Mm -hmm. work in the process. And it's just something that we can't, yeah, just can't do. And things have fallen through the cracks when we've done that before. So I like that sprint model. That's exactly how and what exactly happens every time and why less is more is that they will like, oh, well, what if we leave this piece out? And what if we leave this piece out? And it's like, cool, you just took the heart out of the entire project, but okay. Yep. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, but no, that that's super helpful. And so I think just kind of looking at what is, what is our team capabilities within those each subcategories, what, how much time is going to be involved, and then backtracking from there to then get those sprint prices. I think that'll be a, a immediate thing that I'm going to do and take a look at to then come up with the right pricing for us. Awesome. I know that you had two things you wanted to tackle. What was the second thing that you were wanting to chat about? Let me see here. Well, I guess even one more thing on the pricing front as well that goes okay. in line with it. So we have a white labeled all-in-one marketing automation platform as well that we usually include with that if the company doesn't have that as or they're, you know, they're lacking in a marketing automation software. And so including that within the package versus having it be a, just a standalone kind of get in the door type package. Do you have any recommendations on that? Whether, because we could have it just be a SaaS platform that's three to 500 a month that gets us in the door. Any thoughts on leading with those types of tactics or, you know, packaging? So I have two minds about this. And as you're aware, Jared in the program as well has this sort of same setup. And the way that I would like to look at it is it's more of an added benefit than it is something that we are selling by itself. And it's a way to actually get contact information and sort of build out templates and be able to offer like a trial experience of what it would be like to actually get into it mm-hmm. and being able to utilize that more as a marketing tool than utilizing it as a low ticket offer. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, I think it's your choice on which direction you want to go because both will work. And it's the thing that, about it is that you're going to have to have marketing strategies to both of them. 
my, my opinion is less is more, especially at the size that you're currently at. So my opinion would be, let's stick with the core offer. Let's focus on that piece. It's an added benefit. As we continue to scale, then potentially we can look at how to market the actual uh, CRM and automation platform with the templates and everything else. Mm -hmm. That's an initial sort of low ticket cost door entry type product that they can then learn more about how to work with you. And you can have some consultative type sales conversations with them while they're actually utilizing the software. Mm -hmm. my, my recommendation for you right now is stick with less and then continue to add more over time. Yeah, and so that kind of goes into the messaging piece then where even taking a look at our packaging on our website, in our proposals, things like that. Do you have any recommendations on, okay, yes, we do CRO, we do SEO, things like that, but actually having the messaging on the forefront, any recommendations there as far as how to frame it? You mean in the sales conversation, how to actually position the agency, Correct. Right? Yep. Yep. So more so getting into the positioning. So, I mean, the, the positioning is more focusing on, as we have talked about before, in what it is that they're looking to accomplish, focusing a bit more on the challenge and essentially allowing the prospect to sell themselves. But the way that you're going to position the agency is if you're a, essentially you're a SaaS company, you're looking for X, Y, X, Y, Z result you're currently in this place, you're struggling with this, this is what we actually solve. So thinking about it in like the context of, you know, a, a, a car, right? If you're going to, to Honda, you're looking for the everyday driver, you're going to Porsche, you're looking for a sports vehicle that you're gonna be able to drive faster, maybe go on the Autobahn driving 200 kilometers an hour, versus that's not what you're going to Honda for. So it's like, yep. making sure that one, you're qualifying the client appropriately, and then letting them know this is what we solve for. And this is what we do. And what you're doing is you are making sure that the SaaS company is positioned well in the space, that they're able to gain market share, that they're they're bringing in the leads that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And even potentially, right, many of them, since you said that they're self-funded or don't actually have funding yet, or maybe angel investment, but not going into their series round investment, mm -hmm. that it's actually allowing for them to get to their MVP product or getting to um, critical mass that allows for them to then go find VC capital or private equity capital. Mm -hmm. And that's what your what your goal is there. And then you're you're on ramp for continued growth and scale. So it's more talking about what their challenges are, what the challenges that you solve for is what you want to be focusing on and how you position the agency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's that's very insightful, Robert. Is there anything else you had any questions around that? Absolutely help in the yeah, thinking, I mean, even just diving one step deeper into this kind of bootstrap approach where, okay, how like, how can you take that bootstrap approach and then apply it to a funded company? Just given my background, that's, you know, what I love. And I love proving out a product and then being able to sell it because it literally sells. So, you know, you're going to have guaranteed revenue, essentially. And so kind of taking that mindset or that approach around it, but then applying it to funded companies, does that feel like something that would resonate and any advice on how to kind of present that in those types of ways? My suggestion is start and target one and don't focus on both. You can expand who it is that you're targeting over time, mm -hmm. but focus, focus on the one that right now you have that experience with the more bootstrapped approach. You can directly message them. They're going to understand it better. You can directly message it in your capabilities deck, how you talk to them in a sales conversation versus actually trying to cover the gamut of every type of SaaS company out there, the ones that are funded and the ones that are not. I mean, obviously there's things that we can do as we expand and here's the sort of client profile that we work with. And mm -hmm. the way that I would even go about it is, is this company funded or are they not? And actually having two different positioning decks that would actually directly talk to them, depending on who you're speaking to, rather than trying to cover the gamut. Because ultimately speaking, 
the way that they're looking at their business is going to be substantially different depending on the phase that they are in their growth. So it's very difficult to speak to both of those people because they're in a very different place in their journey and in their growth. Yeah, I like that. And kind of separating the two, I think that would be a lot more successful than combining them into one. 100%. I mean, I, I understand that like sort of feeling of FOMO, you know, of like, hey, what am I leaving on the table? But mm -hmm. realistically speaking, I have I have yet to encounter any agency that has had the experience where they have been too refined in what it is that they're doing and who it is that they're targeting. The more refined they are, the better, even to the point where your entire potential market is, you know, 2,000 to 5,000 potential businesses, you still have enough within that particular market, mm -hmm. assuming that they have the money and can afford your services to actually build a substantial size business. And the more refined you are, the better you can always expand additional services, you can always widen who it is that you're targeting over time as you've built the authority with that particular, uh, very targeted demographic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah, no, I think that definitely helps out and gives me a lot to to marinate on and and to grow within. All right, man. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you on uh, the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it, Robert. Thanks so much. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. Now, chances are, if you're an agency owner listening to this podcast right now, then you may be feeling like this. Because I was finding myself constantly overworked within our business, um, constantly like too busy with fulfillment or too busy with uh, customer service needs. So I didn't have the time to go think about how am I going to close this person or what I'm going to say to this person or what am I going to do with this or what's the next strategy I need to do. Now, of course, this podcast is here to help you with a lot of things. But at one episode per week, it's going to take a while for us to share everything you need specifically for your situation. So if you're really serious about committing to fixing the problems in your agency now, so you can build a truly profitable business and get your life back, then I want to invite you to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program. I'm not so stressed during calls thinking, oh my gosh, I got, I got to sell, I got to sell, I got to sell because if I don't sell, I don't make our I don't make our numbers, you know, and if I don't make our numbers, I can't pay our people. If I can't pay our people, then our business is down. This program is designed to help creative agency owners get to 1 million in revenue per year in 12 months or less. I char typically charge one client a $3,000, anywhere from 2000 to 3000 Now I'm uh, moving towards only 5000 and up. And my latest client that I closed is a $10,000 client on a monthly retainer. We only accept about 20% of the agencies that apply to this program because we want to make sure that we only work with people who will commit the time, energy, and resources required to take what they learn in the program and use it to create an agency of their dreams. You've taught me and you've taught us how to build this within our company that if X happens, this happens. Boom, 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 boom. Like it's so systematic that it's going to work for itself. That has given me the sense of like, oh, I know what the heck I'm talking about. I know what I'm good at. I know that I can deliver upon what I want to deliver. And it, yeah, I gained hell of a lot of confidence for sure. So if that's you, then I want to invite you to apply today. Just hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program or go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash apply. Thanks. And I'll see you inside the program.